Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Four-star linebacker commit Brady Pretzloff joins the show in segments two and three. But first, Tom Izzo had probably the best quote that could possibly sum up this team. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. It's going to be a fun show here for the later part of this. Segments two and three, Brady Pretzloff. Of course, the four-star linebacker commit out of Gaylord, Michigan. He's going to join the show, talk to us about his recruitment, his relationship with Joe Rossi, and so much more. We're going to get to some Tom Izzo quotes here in a bit, but we have to start the show on a appropriately somber note. Um, we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge and start the show acknowledging that, yes, odds are you are listening to this on February 13th. The one-year anniversary since the tragedy that unfolded at Michigan State last year. Something that impacted, obviously, all of us watching, all of us listening. You didn't even have to be a Michigan State fan to feel the impact of this one. Because here in the state of Michigan, at worst, you're probably two degrees separated from someone you know that has ties to the university. But we're going to start it with saying the names and remembering the three victims that were tragically killed. Ariel Anderson, Brian Frazier, and Alexandria Verner two of which were juniors when they lost their lives. So probably likely graduating this year won't be able to do so because of the heinous acts that happened. Um, It sounds silly because we're talking about it right now, but still even a year removed from that, speechless. There truly is nothing to say to anyone that's a family member or a friend of any of those three that I just named or any of the five that also sustained injuries, some that took them that close to the edge of life, also losing their life too. There really isn't a lot to say other than tremendously sorry, tremendously sad, and even a year removed from this still takes you aback as to what unfolded in our community. You hear about it all the time elsewhere, right? And this isn't going to be me going on this rant about what should be done or whatever because, quite frankly, I'm not going to change anyone's mind and also nothing's really going to change. But this was impactful even beyond the people that obviously were family and friends because there's nothing that you can say to them other than sorry. Now, for those on the outside looking in, so to speak, it, it, it is definitely worth memorializing because it just feels like last week that you're walking by the Sparty statue and there's flowers as far as the eye can see. Right There's the notes that are from all around, not just the state, but the country too, of support. Tom Izzo speaking to the student body, speaking to all of Spartan Nation, who did a fantastic job last year, urging everyone to be there for each other. So it's crazy that 365 days have came and gone. And no, I don't think things have 
gotten better for the people that have been closely impacted by it. So it'd be wasting time and energy and quite honestly, just detach from reality. If I said like, Hey, hope, hope they're doing better. No, th there is no better for the people that were that close to those impacted by it. And also as a community, Michigan state, it's slowly, slowly going to change one day, but we're still feeling the reverb, reverb from what happened last year. But if there was one piece of silver lining, and it's the biggest shame of how it ever got to here and how we could realize it, but the Spartan family support in the last year, specifically the weeks following that incident, I mean, really lets you know how special of a place this can be. So, again, just want to say the names of the three victims, Ariel Anderson, Brian Frazier, and Alexandria Verner. Unfortunately, no longer with us. So, yes, not how we usually start shows. We usually goof around here. We splice in some real analytical talk here every once in a while, but we like to have fun on this show. But, yeah, it, it'd be impossible as a Spartan to just kind of just go through this whole day and not even acknowledge it or talk about it. So, yeah. Let's, uh, so let's let's go on to Tom Izzo's press conference because this actually is a good segue. He did talk about the year anniversary at his press conference today when he spoke with the Michigan State Brass, saying, quote, and this is a tweet from Kyle Austin. He got this quote. I encourage everybody to take a pause, remember it, think about what you could do to help make this situation better. So probably echoing what he said a year ago, just check in on each other. Just be there for each other. Uh, just let your emotions flow. That was another big thesis of what Izzo said last year, is that no, we don't have to put on a brave face and act like we're not bothered by this. Like, we, we can wear our emotions on our sleeve, much like Izzo usually does. Now, he did talk about his team, who just had that massive win on Saturday. Okay, He had some quotes about that, too, and he had the best quote possible because Izzo is a, a artist, with the words, right? Like, he he has a way of articulating things in some ways that we ourselves can't do so. So when he says, quote, I believe this team is good enough to go on a big run, but I also believe this team is inconsistent enough that I don't sleep well at night. How many Michigan State fans is he speaking for right there? Probably upwards of 100,000, if not more than a million, if there's that many that are losing sleep over Michigan State basketball because great win, outstanding win. On Saturday, especially considering you're down eight points with six minutes to go and you barnstorm out on this 24 to 8 run. The last six minutes of the game are almost precisely why you were ranked top five to start the season. We all know this because of the 24 points they ended that game with. You heard me say this stat in the post game show, but I'll say it again 22 of those combined points came from Tyson Walker, Malik Hall, AJ Hogard. You're ranked that high into the season because you have those three seniors that are 23 years old. They are good players. They have experience winning in March. Now, the other part of that top five ranking was also the recruiting class, but they don't play enough to make an impact on the season so far. Sure, Cohen Carvey, once in a while, he gets in, and Xavier Booker, every third game, he'll hit a three-pointer when he gets the opportunity to play. But still, the big reason why you're top five showed itself at the end of Saturday's game. Now, with that said, as we go into Wednesday at Happy Valley, Ace Baldwin and the Nittany Lions, I, who, who cares? I, who cares who these road games are against? They could be against, uh, I don't know, name any high school, uh, Richmond High School here in Michigan. And I'd still be fretting a little bit about this because the road has not been friendly to Michigan State, but still, as roughly four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, 
at Penn State in front of maybe a half-sold-out arena, and then going Saturday to Michigan, a god-awful Michigan team, may I add, but a Michigan team that has had Izzo's number at Chrysler the last few years. This is going to be not as big of a test as last week at Minnesota and home against number 10 Illinois, but this is going to be another gut-check moment for Michigan State. Can you parlay what you just saw at the end of that game into greatness these next two games. Please do. <laughs> please, Just please do. I do want to bring up this anecdote, too, that Tom Izzo shared at his press conference. This tweet comes from Kenny Jordan. Tom Izzo said after the game on Saturday versus Illinois that Steve Smith grabbed Tyson Walker after the game and went, shot, went and shot free throws. Izzo didn't know until Tyson's dad told him after that game, saying, quote, not many places have it like that. We talk up and down about the family feel around the Michigan State basketball program all the time. Heck, we just talked about the family feel around just Michigan State, the community, right at the top of the show here. But in the basketball program, this is something I do think gets overlooked. And I know that it's fun for us fans to say, like, oh, Spartan family, yeah, oh, these guys are a band of brothers, all this and that. Like, you talk to former Michigan State players and you talk to other former college basketball players that didn't play at Michigan State, that is not just something, you know, kitschy that we like to throw around. That, that That is a legitimate thing, that Michigan State has a brotherhood that you really don't see across the country. What maybe that has to do with Izzo being here for decades, and there's that thread within all the former players and alumni that can just bond together like a family. But, man, it, it, that, that is truly special and can't be overlooked. Tyson Walker, by the way, shooting 70% at free throws, uh, his worst since his freshman year at Northeastern. And then um, I think it was, what, 3 of 7 or 4 of 7. Not that great on Saturday. So getting some extra shots with, well, I don't know, a, a guy that is arguably one of the best players of Michigan State basketball history. Um, sure, there's a lot of guys that have to say something about that, but uh, as far as scoring the ball... Steve Smith is probably a guy you want to take some free throws with. All right, we will be back with Brady Pretzlaw for the next two segments here in a hot segment. But first, I need to talk your ear off about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. Guys, before the game tips off Wednesday, Spartans versus Nittany Lions, you know I will be on FanDuel perusing the player props too. AJ Hogard, can you make it back-to-back 20-point performances? Well, that might be a, a nice bet to make. And, hey, if you want to take it up to the NBA, bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. It's FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Folks, we've got a fun one today. Member of the 2024 class, but not just any member. No, 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 no. Four-star linebacker Brady Pretzloff 
who actually, I just learned before we started recording, Brady, I've been pronouncing your last name, Ron, for the last two months here. I've been saying Brady Pretz laugh like some stooge. So uh, as we get over that first hurdle, Brady, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for carving out time here to hop on Locked on Spartans. Yeah, of course. No, doing great over here. I appreciate you having me on. No, definitely. So you're already in East Lansing. You already moved in. Senior year. Cut short because, well, I, when it's time to go up to East Lansing, it, it's just time to do it. So with that said, we're going to throw you right here in the hot seat, Brady. Three favorite parts about Michigan State so far. You've only been there a little over a month, I think, but three favorite parts of East Lansing so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say one, honestly, and I think a lot of people know this, but like it's just a beautiful campus out here. So yeah. like you get here walking class to class, you know, you, like it, it's just a beautiful place to be. Um, two, in general, I just have to say the people here, like, you know, it's just great people, you know, walking class to class. Like there's always people willing to support. And, you know, there's really like a family atmosphere. And that's not even like just in the facility and all that, because there is there. But, um, you know, just as like Spartans, like as a whole, um, I think everyone's just uh, looking out for each other. And then number three, obviously, I'd have to go. Uh, I'd say f the facilities and stuff, the access that we have to, to things here, you know, it's all brand new. Um, that's That's got to be one of my favorite things and probably where I spend most of my time since I've been here, other than in the classroom. So top three, th that's what I have to go with. How far off is Brody Calf from your top three? Because I, I could smash a meal there right now. If, if Oh, man, I miss it so much. Yeah, it's up there. No, it's good for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about those facilities, actually, because, I mean, that's certainly a place that not every student gets to go into, and that's been one of the big off-season storylines is, hey, this football <laughs> building is finally open, state-of-the-art. Just go ahead and give us, like, a, a tour off of memory or, like, what are some things that stick out the most to you about the Tom Izzo football building? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we walk in every morning through the the main entrance, and I believe, like, all that was kind of there before. I'm not super familiar because, like, I yeah. really only know it is the new place. But, um, you know, we, we eat uh, breakfast and lunch in there, and then you keep going back, and then that's where it starts to get into, like, the new stuff, like uh, the fuel station, and then, like, right above it is, like, the um, weight room and stuff. And, you know, that's, that's just awesome resources to have that yeah. not every place, if many at all, have, have you know, facilities like that and um yeah so so after we we get done lifting we can come down grab some uh grab a shake grab some food you know re refuel and stuff and then obviously the new locker room that's beautiful too uh the practice locker room so yeah we're in there a lot of times you know being a place that you spend so much time as a student athlete uh to have that be as high quality as it is that's huge for sure so where are you guys right now in the calendar? Obviously, like spring football hasn't started. You don't have the pads on. You're not, you know, cracking each other. But what are you guys doing? Is it just like not nonstop weight room? Do you guys get some film or like what is a week in your life like right now? Yeah, so we go four days a week uh, lift and four days a week like speed or conditioning work. Usually three days speed, a day of conditioning. Um, in between there, Wednesday and then Saturday, we have yoga days. Uh, not mandatory, gotcha. but <clears throat> people are still getting in. So that's good. And then pretty much um, every weekday uh, for the linebacker room, we have either meetings or like not really like uh, in, like on the field drill work since Coach Rossi really can't be doing stuff with us. But like he'll sure. show us stuff. And then like as players, we'll go and, um, you know, do some of that work by ourselves and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just uh, learning the defense and then obviously hitting the weights hard, hitting the speed hard. And Coach Max has been doing a great job. Already seen some – you know, good gains since I've been here, and it's only been a little over a month now. So he, he's doing some great things there. 
Who's that top dog in the linebacker room? Like, obviously, you know, the coaches can't be too hands-on right mm-hmm. now, but who who is that player that is essentially just a, a coach in that room with you guys? Yeah, and I think this might be a little bit because of age, and, and he's been around, but I'd have to go probably Cal Halliday. Okay. Um, you know, he's been a great leader, and there's there's a there's a good uh, amount of really good leaders in there. Jordan Hall is the younger one that, that really right. steps up as a vocal leader uh, since I've been here. He's been a ton of help to me. Uh, Jordan Turner. You know, there's some guys just off the top of my head that have been stepping up as uh, good leaders and really have helped me out a ton, you know, being new to not only Michigan State, but college football in general. It's it's something different. So, you know, they, they've been doing a great job of helping me out for sure. What are your thoughts on gloves? I know that's a really <laughs> random question, but I hear no, Kellen Halliday. Is, is he already convincing you to not wear gloves or where, where, we have, where do we stand with gloves here for uh, this upcoming season? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to st- stick with gloves just because okay. that's kind of what I'm comfortable <laughs> with. But. I do see Cal uh, rocking no gloves, no sleeves, no no anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that, though. I think that's awesome. But I think me, me personally, I'm going to have to go with gloves. It's just what I'm used to. So we'll see, though. Maybe not. We'll see. Cal's got those those farmer's hands, man. Like, yeah, he, he don't need he no gloves. He doesn't need that leather on there. No, he just – just the, the fingerprints is all he needs. So exactly. much more of a man than I am. No no question about it. So that's, that's a good leader to have in that room. Uh, let's – Let's just rewind the clock back because what a whirlwind this has been for you. If I'm not mistaken, you got offered a little later and you visited Michigan State. Was it early December was your official visit? Like six minutes after Jonathan Smith was hired, basically? Is that the, the timeline? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously at that time I was still committed to Minnesota. And then, right. you know, really I wasn't uh, interested in Michigan State much. I, I really liked what I had going at uh Minnesota, obviously, you know, this is a home state school and yeah. I think it's a great place to be. Um, but, you know, I just kind of th- thought I had it uh, good where I was and, and it was very good there. But um, when Coach Smith got here, one of his first couple of days, he uh, gave me an offer. So him prioritizing, you know, in-state kids like me, that really stood out to me. And I thought, might as well at least, you know, give it a shot and uh, go go take a look. And then um, really the big question in my head was always, who's going to be coaching me in the defensive side? Because like, yeah. At the time, you know, I had no idea that Coach Rossi was uh, looking at the position or anything. So I was like, man, I hope we get someone good in here that um, I connect well with so, you know, I can make it official. And then I got home the night of the um, uh, official visit, and that's when I saw Coach Rossi got named the, the D.C. and stuff. And that that obviously helped my decision a lot. It made it, it, made it a no-brainer for sure. I was going to say, like, right, right when that happens, was it just, okay, that's it? I mean, it seems like it was the no-brainer, like you said. Yeah, that pretty much, you know, I had to get uh, things settled at uh, the other place I was committed and, you know, yeah, handle right. that as respectfully as possible. And then basically after that, I, I kind of let them know um, that I would be locking in here. I waited, uh, I think, about like a week and a half to announce it just because uh, sure. uh, there was a little signing day thing at my school, so I wanted to kind of – you know, enjoy that with the community and stuff and have a little fun with it since uh, I cut it kind of kind of short earlier in the yeah. process. So, but no, it, it's been great. You know, the process has been crazy. But like I said, you know, the fans and everyone here, they've been so supportive throughout all of it. So, you know, I couldn't ask for better in that sense. So no idea that Joe Rossi was even a candidate during this whole thing. That That is just crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no, uh, on my visit, I was asking Coach Smith, like, can you tell me anything like he's like you know I can't just out of you know for for those guys and where they're at and he said like you might you might know uh a couple of the guys you might not you know I'm not sure if you've interacted with them before and then I'm like hmm like 
could be pretty much anyone because throughout the recruiting process, you meet so many people, but right. uh, I, I really had zero idea. You know, some people have been saying like, oh yeah, he knew Rossi was coming. I had no idea that he was interviewing, looking at it at all, but obviously I'm really excited to work uh, with him. I think I was one of those people. I think I said like, oh yeah, they, they probably had some idea that Rossi was coming. So that, that's shocking, man. Good. Yeah. Good on Rossi. Good on Smith. I mean, that's wow. you, you talk about working in, in the shadows there. That's, that's Definitely. Like Definitely. <laughs> want to talk a little bit more about Rossi, just still your uh, recruiting commitment, all that good stuff. But Brady, I hate to do this to you. I, even before you, you play a game here, I got to send you to the bench because I need to talk to people's ears off about uh, eBay Motors. Sorry, I lost my notes there. Apologies to eBay Motors. Folks, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you will always find exactly what you are looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or it's your hard-earned money back because with ebay motors you are burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car to the mvp and bring home that win so what are you waiting for out there? Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to you as customers. Now let's get Brady Pretzloff, 2024 four-star linebacker, back onto the show here. And actually, before we get, you know, talking more about Rossi, his system, how you're going to be used here, let's talk about that fourth star. Because on three, a recruiting site, they gave you that fourth star. So I'm going to have a really uncomfortable question because there's nothing people hate more than talking about themselves. Yeah. Brady, how'd you get that fourth star, man? Like, what do you think it is that put you over the edge from three to four for on three? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously I think I, I put in a ton of work going in the offseason, coming in my senior year. I want to make that as special as possible. And, um, you know, going out there with my guys week in and week out, I was never really – uh, checking up on that stuff, not really worried about how many tackles am I going to have, this or that. I just wanted to, you know, make it as good as I could for the Gaylor community and, and teammates yeah. and stuff. But, you know, I think I, I had that good season that I was um, training to have. And uh, some people that might not have seen that earlier on, you know, kind of saw that. And then kind of how I developed uh, size-wise, uh, adding on a few more pounds and stuff, sitting at 6'3", uh, I think that all kind of added into it. And, yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, as much as I don't really uh, – check check it. it it's kind of cool to get a little recognition at the end of the day but yeah no so that's that's kind of how that went was it hard not to check it because man if i was in high school i'd be refreshing all those recruiting sites just over and over and over like was, was that hard to stay away from that uh, i would say honestly earlier in the process when everything's kind of new you're always checking like what are they saying about me now like yeah who, who's looking at me like what what's going on but you know as it goes you just kind of really think okay i just at least personally um just worried about being as good as I could possibly. And if they notice it, they notice it. And if not, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. So that's kind of how it went. But yeah, earlier in the process, I will say I caught myself checking it uh, probably yeah. a little bit more than I should have been. How could, oh, how could you not? Come on. <laughs> That'd be a yeah. thrill for any high schooler. Come on now. But hey, you know, luckily, someone <laughs> did find you before you blew up to this four stars. And this, of course, goes before you even visited Michigan State. But with Joe Rossi, obviously connected with him during the recruitment. Like, what was it that sold you on Rossi? Was it him talking about how he's going to use you in the system? Was it just him personally? Or what really drew you to Rossi above anyone else? Yeah, you know, I think first off, uh, 
I just need to make sure I fit in a system or else, you know, you can't really fit with the coach. But, yeah, so after he explained that to me and, you know, I, I asked some of the guys that had played for him and some that uh, were playing for him at the time, you know, like genuinely, like, what, what is he like? And I always got the same message that he really cares for, you know, his players and that he works uh, really hard to develop. And, you know, that's something that really stood out to me. Uh, the guys that are, you know, have been quote unquote, like lower recruit guys um, that he's even able to put in the league. You know, that's a, obviously a goal for me. And, you know, under Coach Rossi, the way he develops linebackers and cares for them, that's something that I could see myself doing. And at the time, that was my uh, third offer, I think. And I, I really hadn't um, got some of the attention I'm getting now. So knowing that Coach Rossi saw that and believed in me before I am where I am now, uh, that that really stood out to me for sure. And that's kind of why I, I'm so glad I get to stick uh, stick around and play for him. Love it. And, I, hey, we're all excited to see you play for him too. But speaking of, you know, good connection for the defensive coach, you just played for a coach that you have a really good connection with over at Gaylord, yeah. your dad, Jeff, who actually told me that he listens to the show every once in a while. So God bless his soul oh, uh, yeah. for spending some time with, with us here every once in a while. So shout out Jeff really quick. But second, like, what was it like playing under your dad? How did he coach you in comparison to anyone else or just what, what, what was that like over at Gaylord playing under him? Yeah, I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for anything better being able to play uh, play for my dad. And, you know, that goes back to when I was just kind of a little kid. I was uh, always around practices and stuff. Uh, being able to see that and the older guys, you know, that was awesome. You know, to then turning into that and trying to be able to do that for the kids like it was for me. But playing for him, was it, it was really a, a, a great memory that I'll always have. And, you know, personally, I, I think he might have coached me a little harder just because, yeah, you know, you get home, totally. get home from games. <laughs> Uh, talk about it, break it down. But, you know, it's yep. been great. He's He's been the big – him and my mom have been the biggest supporters throughout this whole process. And, you know, they've, they're have they the reason I'm, I'm where I'm at. So, you know, I couldn't be more thankful for that. And being able to play for him, it, it was really cool. Special memories for sure. I, I, like my dad coached me in all sports for like 15 or 16 years. Not at a, a Division One level, but, yeah, you, you get a little harder coaching <clears throat> than all your other teammates. But it's out of love in the end. But. Yeah. Baseball was one of those sports, and, and the biggest lesson I learned from my dad in the sport of baseball, and really just in life in general, is to never get picked off at first base when you don't have the steal signal. So yeah, I know we're doing some cross-sports thing, but is there any lesson about football that he's taught you that is really just sticking with you even as you go into Michigan State University? So there's definitely lessons, you know, that stuck with me. Um, I think this one kind of is is a little bit less to do with just pure football, but, you know, he he's always instilled in me, you know, like my hardworking mentality. Um, cause I mean, face it, like there's guys out there that will be more talented than me, but he always told me like where I close that gap, um, has to be through the hard work and you got to yeah. put in the time to be able to do that. And, you know, he really put that in my head from an early age and, you know, being from Gaylord, it's, you, you get a lot of doubters, like no one, no one really does it. No one's doing it from Northern Michigan, you know, and then just banking on, you know, the lessons they taught me about just put your head down, keep grinding. Um, those really paid off and I'm glad that they did that for me. If that's not going to fire up Michigan State fans, I don't know what will. Like that's that's what we're talking about from the hometown kid too, up in Gaylord. I know it's a few hour drive, but like still I mean, close enough. Yeah, state of Michigan's the state of Michigan over here. So, as we go into spring football, like what what are just the goal or some goals that you have as we end spring football <clears throat> at the end of April? Here is it just like an experience? You want to hit a certain number in the weight room, or what do you got as far as goals here in the next few months? Yeah, you know, I think just like pure number, uh, number stuff like that'll all kind of work itself out. And and there's nothing I'm really like writing down like, okay, I want to bench this much or whatever. But I say the main thing is just getting adjusted to like the speed of it all. You know, really trying to get that defense, uh, 
down as good as possible and really just getting getting as much as experience as possible, you know, rolling into fall. Um yeah. just so I kinda know what to expect and that's kind of a big reason why I'm here right now, uh early is because I really wanted to have that time to be able to, you know, get a feel for what it's gonna be like and, and kinda get a jump on if I would have waited. So I'd say the main thing is just getting uh, as much as experience as possible. There we go. Well, definitely a lot of opportunities to come here in the next few weeks, next few months. And, hey, we're excited to see you on the field this season in the fall, Brady. This has been an awesome chat. Really do appreciate your time, your insights, and just well, for committing to Michigan State University. I mean, we're fired up to have you here in the program. So anything else that you want to add before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your week here, my man? I'll just say again, I appreciate, you know, all the Spartan fans uh, that are watching this for being so supportive throughout this process. Like you said earlier, it's, it's been a whirlwind, but, yeah. you know, all, all the help from <laughs> from the, the people of East Lansing that came through here. I mean, it meant a lot, really. So I, I want to say I appreciate that for sure. Hey, it's a great Spartan family. So glad to have you part of it. And gang, we will be back tomorrow because you know what we do here on Locked on Spartans. We talk MSU five days a week. If it's green and white, we're talking about it here. But until next time, Brady, have a healthy and great off season as you go into spring football. Awesome chatting with you, my man. But gang, everyone else, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Love you all. Go green.